0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to season two of Spill the Beans, a candid conversational piece on all things life and career. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Ty Blair, executive director of the awesome nonprofit organization, When You Give a Bean Water, a collective hub of resources for families of color to utilize on their own terms. In this episode, I will be diving into funeral service workers, Now, I know this is a very niche career, but we've all been to funerals, so I'm sure this would be a great episode just to kind of give you a behind-the-scenes look of what these awesome and courageous people do to help service our loved ones. So funeral service workers organize and manage the details of ceremony honoring a deceased person. Some of the duties... Funeral service workers typically do the following. They offer counsel and comfort to families and friends of the deceased. They provide information on funeral service options. They arrange for removal of the deceased body. They prepare the remains, the deceased body, for the funeral. They file death certificates and other legal documents with appropriate authorities. So funeral service workers help to determine the locations, dates, and times of visitations, also known as the wakes, the funerals or memorial services, burials, and cremations. They handle other details as well, such as helping the family decide whether the the body should be buried, entombed, or cremated. This decision is critical because funeral practices vary among cultures and religions. Most funeral service workers attend to the administrative aspect of a person's death, including submitting papers to state officials to receive a death certificate. They also may help resolve insurance claims, apply for funeral benefits, or notify the Social Security Administration or the U.S. Department of Veteran Affairs of the death. Many funeral service workers help clients who wish to plan their own funerals in advance to ensure that their needs are met and to ease the planning burden on surviving family members. Funeral service workers also may provide information and resources such as support groups to help grieving family and friends. The following are examples of types of funeral service workers. So funeral service workers is the general broad name. Now we're going to go into the different types and different roles. So funeral home managers, they oversee the general operations of a funeral home business. They perform a variety of duties, such as planning and allocating the resources of the funeral home, managing staff, and handling marketing and public relations. The second is morticians and funeral arrangers, also known as funeral directors or historically undertakers. They plan the details of a funeral. They often prepare obituaries and arrange for pallbearers and clergy services. If a burial is chosen, they schedule the opening and closing of a grave with the representative of the cemetery. If cremation is chosen, they coordinate the process with the crematory. Morticians and funeral arrangers also prepare the sites of all services and provide transportation for the deceased and mourners. In addition, they arrange the shipment of bodies out of state or out of country for final disposition. Finally, these workers handle administrative duties. For example, they often apply for the transfer of any pensions, insurance policies or annuities on behalf of survivors. Many morticians and funeral arrangers embalm bodies. Embalming is a cosmetic and temporary preservative process through which the body is prepared for viewing by family and friends of the deceased. So funeral directors are often leaders in their community providing care and dignity to the deceased and are often a base of operation within a neighborhood. Beyond that, black morticians play a prominent role in many communities. A number of them have been elected to political office, served as local power brokers and helped fund civil rights efforts. So I think that's a really interesting dynamic how they service both the living as well as the deceased. Now, as far as their work environment, So funeral services traditionally take place in a house of worship, in a funeral home or at a grave site or crematory. However, some families prefer to hold the services in their home or in a social center. Funeral service workers typically perform their duties in a funeral home. Workers also may operate a merchandise display room, crematory or cemetery, which may be on the funeral home premises. The work is often stressful because workers must arrange the various details of a funeral within 24 to 72 hours of a death. In addition, they may be responsible for managing multiple funerals on the same day. Although workers may come into contact with bodies that have contagious diseases, the work is not dangerous if properly safety and health regulations are followed. Those working in crematories are exposed to high temperatures and must wear appropriate protective clothing. Now, I remember coming across an article, um, an NPR article by the Associated Press entitled, The Coronavirus Claims Black Morticians Leaving Holes in Communities. So they pretty much highlighted black morticians and what they were going through during the COVID-19 pandemic. And they mentioned how at least 95,000 Black Americans died from COVID. And since the start of the pandemic, about 130 Black morticians died from COVID-19. Their deaths have left some successors struggling to fulfill their role. Edith Churchman, a mortuary owner in Newark, New Jersey, stated that limited personal protective equipment, shortages of caskets, and prepared burial sites or burial plots put pressure on funeral directors that far exceeded the demands at the peak of the AIDS epidemic. Um, Dr. Harry P. Close, a funeral director in Baltimore, he made a very powerful statement in one of his um, articles that he was being interviewed for. He asked, who eases the burden of the burden holder? Every family that we deal with, we take part of the grief. Where is the release for those who have the heavy burden? With the media focused on rapidly filling hospital beds, society was not paying attention to where the bodies of the dead went or the people who cared for them. I am also a healthcare provider as well. Sometimes people forget that. How to absorb families' grief day after day, to stay present, even when staying present means danger, how to care for pandemic's victims while also being victimized. So I thought that was a very powerful, very eye-opening statement because I remember during the pandemic watching the news and the media and seeing how the hospitals were overflown, hearing about um, or were overfilled and seeing all of these people that lost their lives. And I could only imagine how it was, how hard it was for morticians and funeral directors to handle that many deceased on that big of a scale and magnitude. And then all the barriers and challenges that they had to face as well. It wasn't really highlighted as much. I remember that specifically. So I definitely tip my hat off to those workers that were holding the fort down and also lost their lives during that time as well. Uh, as far as the work schedule goes, most funeral service workers are employed full time and some work more than 40 hours per week. They are often on call. Like you said, they're healthcare care providers, so they're definitely on call. Worker regular hours, including evenings and weekends, are very, very common. This lady named um, Tamika Bullock. Is it Tamika? I think it was Tamika Bullock. No. Let me get her name right. I don't want to butcher anybody's name. Tamara Bullock. Tamara Bullock is a um, funeral director out in the Bronx, I believe. And she gave her day-to-day or day day in the life of being a funeral director. So I just want to read that to you guys, share that with you. Um, According to her, there is no typical day as a funeral director. I serve new families every day. So each day is a new lesson. You can work overtime, late hours, weekends, all of the above, depending on what services are upcoming. There are some weeks you can commit to a lighter schedule, but this is a career that requires you to be flexible time-wise. If someone passes at home and it's 3 a.m., you may be required to go to receive someone's loved one, especially when entrusted with friends and family. A normal day may consist of directing a funeral service and then going back to the office to prepare someone's remains. Another day may start with meeting a family to plan an Islamic service where we schedule an interment almost immediately with no embalming. Sometimes we meet four families within the same day who all want cremations for their loved one. And then there are those rare days that you are sitting there and your phone doesn't ring at all, which is followed by a day of you planning and picking up someone who passed at home. So it definitely varies, but um, that kind of gives you a gist of what the day in the life of is for the funeral service workers. All right, so how do we become one? So, an associate's degree in a funeral service or mortuary science education program is the education typically required to become a funeral service worker. Most employers require applicants to be 21 years old, have at least two years of formal post-secondary education, have supervised training, and pass a state licensing exam. So an associate's degree in a funeral service or mortuary science education program is typically required for all funeral service workers to enter the occupation. Courses usually cover topics such as ethics, grief counseling, funeral service, and business law. Accredited programs also include courses in embalming and restorative techniques. Uh, although an associates degree, although, a, although an associate's degree is typically required, some employers prefer applicants to have a bachelor's degree. Common fields of degree include mortuary science, psychology, and business. High school students can prepare to become a funeral service worker by taking classes in biology, chemistry, business, and public speaking. Students may gain relevant experience working part-time or summertime in, in, um, in funeral homes. So those studying to be morticians and funeral rangers must complete training, usually lasting one to three years under the direction of a licensed funeral director or manager. The training, sometimes called an internship or an apprenticeship, may be completed before during or after graduating from a funeral service or mortuary science program and passing a national board exam. Most states and Washington DC require workers to be licensed. An exception is Colorado, which offers a voluntary certification program. Although licensing laws and examinations vary by state, most applicants must meet the following criteria. Be 21 years of old, be 21 years of old, be 21 years old, complete an ABFSE accredited funeral service or mortuary science education program. Let me go over what those acronyms is. The American Board of Funeral Service Education. So that's what ABFSE stands for. They must pass a state and or national board exam, serve an internship lasting one to three years. Working in multiple states requires multiple licenses. Most states require funeral directors to earn continuing education credits to keep their license current. And then uh, Cremation Association of North America, uh, the National Funeral Directors Association, offer crematory certification designations. Many states require certification for those who will be performing cremations, okay? Some very important qualities. Now you need to have business skills. So knowledge of financial statements and the ability to run a funeral home efficiently and profitably are important for funeral directors and managers. You need to have compassion. Death is a delicate and emotional matter. Funeral service workers must be able to treat clients with care and sympathy in their time of loss. Interpersonal skills. Funeral service workers should have good interpersonal skills. When speaking with families, for example, they must be tactful and able to explain and discuss all matters about services provided. And finally, time management skills. Funeral service workers must be able to handle numerous tasks for multiple customers, often over a short time frame. So if that sounds like you, then this just might be the career for you. Now, some quick statistics that I just wanted to share with you guys that I found through Data USA. As of 2021, 82.3% of funeral directors were white, 11.7% of funeral directors were Black, and 7.27% of funeral directors were Hispanic. Out of those, 71.3% were men, and 28.7% were women. Um, This woman named Jasmine Berrios, who's a 24-year-old female funeral director in California, she stated that, I think the misconception most folks have is that it's morbid and doom and gloom all of the time when really it's simply the opposite. It is to be of service to people. It is to make the grief lighter. It is not to make things heavier. And she's also a content creator on TikTok where she educates by tackling stereotypes with a welcoming sense of humor. So for those of you who are interested, I'll put her TikTok handle in the comments below so you guys can check her out. Now, as far as some of the barriers, because I think that's very important as well. Some of the barriers, especially for Black morticians, um, is the assumption that Black morticians only serve Black families. Some have worked to broaden their clientele hiring staff that speak other languages to serve all members of their communities, such as Spanish, French, and various African dialects. In a post on Library of Congress blogs, it stated that funeral parlors operate by reputation and word of mouth and are built around relationships. They do not generally advertise in a traditional way as they thrive on client loyalty. Joseph Hutchinson Jr., a funeral director in Detroit, stated, it takes 25 years before you really get accepted by the community because you have to get your name out there and you have to build your trust level up. It's not like opening up a candy candy store and the kids are out front with their money ready to give it to you. A lot of this is built on trust. Some of the misconceptions, I think is a very important thing to kind of go over. This is from Tamara Bullock, the funeral director from New York City or from New York. She stated that funeral directors are all, um, there's a misconception that funeral directors are all about making money and that they make enormous amounts of money. Some of my friends and family think funeral directors roll in dough and they inquire about investing into funeral homes to make money. When I started in the funeral service, I made minimum wage. In fact, I worked at night at the Gap to balance out my pay. I always felt complete helping people do their grief, but believe me, the pay was not my reason for staying. Something we often don't talk about is that minority firms often pay less than whatever the going rate is for funeral service. And in my neighborhood, those were the firms I worked for. There were many times as an employed director and solo parent when I wondered how I could how I would manage my own household. So there's a huge misconception because you think, oh well, everyone has to go to the funeral homes to bury their loved ones. They must make a lot of money. But according to anecdotes like hers, it's not all that it's caked up to be. So, her advice was if you come into the funeral service with the primary goal to make money, do something else. If your heart warms up helping others, if you love to hug people and to tend and to lend an ear, we welcome you. This is a career of purpose. We create closure for families. We are friends to our families. We love them and they love us. But that was beautiful advice. Now, as far as the pay, uh, as of May 22, 2022, the median annual wages for funeral home managers was $72,110. Funeral service workers, that's the broad scope of this career, was $58,820. Morticians, undertakers, and funeral arrangers was uh, $51,570. And so the total for all occupations gave a rough a uh, median average of forty six thousand three hundred and ten dollars. So it said the lowest ten percent earned forty three thousand nine hundred and ten dollars, and the highest ten percent earned more than one hundred and thirty three thousand dollars zero ten hundred and thirty three thousand ten. The median annual wage for morticians. Undertakers and funeral arrangers. Or arrangers was like I said, fifty one thousand five hundred and seventy. The lowest ten percent was thirty thousand four hundred and forty, and the highest ten percent earned more than ninety three thousand two hundred and fifty. All right. Job outlook. Let's definitely tap into that. So overall employment of funeral service workers is projected to grow 3% from 2022 to 2032, about as fast as the average for all occupations. About 5,700 openings for funeral service workers are projected each year on average over the decade. Many of those openings are expected to result from the need to replace workers who transfer to different occupations or exit the labor force, such as to retire. Funeral service workers will be needed to assist the growing number of people pre-arranging end of life services. This demand will will be constrained by consumers increasingly preferring cremation, which costs less and requires fewer workers than do traditional funeral arrangements. However, since most cremations still involve a memorial service or funeral, funeral home managers are expected to be needed to guide families and loved ones through the death care process and to planned end-of-life events. And there you have it, funeral service workers. I hope you guys found all of this information very informative. I know that it was a lot. It was very detailed. I will put um, all the resources that I used during my research in the comment section below if you guys want to continue to research and dive a little further or check out some of the articles that I did read um, during my journey into learning and discovering about this amazing career field. And just thanks for tapping in. I really appreciate you guys so much. Again, you can follow me on all social media platforms at Give A And until next time.